the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Welcome to hour two of tonight's Andrea K Show on this Friday Eve edition, Freedom Friday. By the way. Um, I don't think I talk enough about the military on the Andre K show memo to me. That's something that we're going to talk about more and more and more because uh, they are the people still, particularly how things have kind of gotten crazy in the military. Uh, we are still an all volunteer force and it's even harder for the Patriots uh, to fulfill uh, their mission to protect us, given everything that they face. So on this uh, Freedom Friday, I wanted to make a mention of that. Um, last night, did you guys watch what was billed as the great red state versus blue state debate? I wasn't going to watch. Glad that I did. And, uh, of course, um, I recorded it and was able to fast forward through the commercials, but there really wasn't a lot of commercials. And to be honest, I actually thoroughly enjoyed it. And so, and, and you guys will, if you didn't uh, watch it, you're going to be glad to hear, uh, Sesame Broccolini and I break down what happened last night as well as the fallout from it today. So before I go any further, let me bring in the aforementioned DJ Sesame Broccolini. I love me some sesame broccolini. <laughs> this guy, fiery like a dragon. Ra, ra, like a dungeon dragon. High heat. Sesame. Broccolini. I have to say, I'm a big Trump guy, but Ron DeSantis was roasting Gavin Newsom last night. Greasy Gavin had a tough night. He really he did. He did. He did. And initially, <clears throat> let me tell y'all. I tried to, as I was watching it, I tried to watch it through the lens of somebody that doesn't live in California and isn't in media to where I'm completely steeped to the details of what he's done. I don't just feel it in my life. I actually, you know, have to, for our job, have to research all the details of what's going on, right? So I was trying to watch it from the lens of somebody who wasn't from here. And even with the format that Hannity gave which really made it um, easier for Gavin Newsom to try to lie his way out of it. Ron DeSantis was so prepared and did such a great job that there's no way around the fact that it was Ron DeSantis's best performance and that, in my opinion, he was the absolute clear winner. If I had to give a grade, I would say Ron DeSantis, given the format, was a was a B minus, and Gavin Newsom far far um, came in below my expectations, and I'd have to give him a, a, a D plus at best. Do you agree? 
I give him a solid F. I think that was such a <laughs> that was the worst media appearance he's done in a long time. He's had a lot of gaffes, um, but this is the worst gaff he's had at least since Xi Jinping came to San Francisco. I mean, <laughs> well, I I, <laughs> I guess it's not that long between gaffes, but still, I mean, he he did yeah. not have a single good comeback, not a single good rebuttal, not not a single good retort, no data, no evidence. He's running this country into the ground. There's no way to reframe it. He was his back well, was against the wall and he put himself there. He made this bed lie in it. Well, I actually don't see I, I think it was more in the D category. And let me tell you why, because I was watching so much from the standpoint of somebody pretending that I didn't have any information. And what I think helped him be above an F for me and actually, um, it, you know, the end result of this. Let me just let me just um, uh, um, cut to the chase. Um, I don't think this changed the needle in oh, any you way. Don't. I don't. I think that I think that um, it, it, you don't think there's some some Gavin Newsom supporters or sympathizers that are starting to rethink. No, no, I don't. I think that if you were a DeSantis supporter, you thought he did great. And you and if you are a Newsom supporter, you think he did great. And you think Ron, Ron DeSantis was the liar. And let me explain why the format. Uh, this was supposed to be a debate between states. And yet, right off the jump, we know Ron DeSantis is there because he's running for president. He's not running for governor of Florida. So he's got national presidential aspirations. We know that Gavin Newsom does as well, whether or not it's for 2024 um, remains to be seen. But he said right at the jump that he was there on behalf of Joe Biden and his presidential ambitions and his administration so it was about the national scene so yet Hannity then tries to walk this fine line between making it about being about the states and what's going on in the states but also having it be about things like foreign policy and immigration well florida is not florida is not a border state so and and the end result of that in terms of trying to cover too much it was too much surface and let me give an example Surface from the standpoint of um, economics. If you're going to have it be about the states, then get into the details about the states on economics. If you're going to have it be about the about national scene, um, it, here's it's it's kind of complicated, and I'm trying to pick. When it came to finances and economics, the only thing Hannity talked about was state taxes. Do you think that that's the only thing that affects? An individual in California is the state situation, not federal regulations on a state, not uh, not the effects of Joe Biden and the Democrat policies poli uh, that, that affect inflation here, not to mention the fact that housing costs are a huge factor here. But the only thing they talked about was state taxes. And then Gavin Newsom says, well, People in California and the lower midcom, middle income pay less taxes than, than Florida. Was there any fact-checking that was done for that statement? Sesame? Nope. No fact-checking. No, checking. there wasn't. No, there wasn't. And there was no discussion about um, – and because in that point, um, Hannity was operating from the standpoint of keeping it just about the states – but when, but when you've got a presidential candidate, Ron DeSantis, and you've got Governor Newsom saying, I'm here on behalf of the Biden administration, why did Hannity not talk about inflation and the Biden administration's policies that have, that have crushed Californians?
So if you're watching from Iowa and Gavin Newsom makes that statement, he's not checked on it. And you're from Iowa. Who do you think won that? You think it, you, you, you don't know. And you don't give, you either think Newsom maybe had, you don't know, right? When it came to COVID, uh, Fox News, Hannity puts up this COVID graph and says, here's, here's the number of COVID deaths. And Newsom comes out and says, well, no, you're not accounting for um, uh, population or whatever it was that he did. And he's a, he was able to skirt around it on top of the fact that, that you know, neither one of them, including, including Newsom himself, corrected Hannity and said, your graph, Hannity, doesn't tell the entire story. Because we know that, that uh, you know, because I don't know, Hannity, if your numbers include people who died from COVID or people who died from a car wreck and happened to test positive for COVID. Or let's talk about the fact that the Biden administration was instructing people to count COVID deaths. Hospitals were compensated to count deaths as COVID deaths when they weren't. Wasn't discussed. Those are just a couple of my examples. Your thoughts. Yeah, it's. I guess you're right. It, it is very difficult to see or to say how this is going to play with the rest of the country. But I will say that I definitely don't think they went deep enough. I think there was a lack of cohesion. It was not. It, yes. They were bouncing around all over the place and there wasn't a clear narrative or clear points. There needed to be a lot more structure. Um I don't know for just for me, it felt like we're talking about a lot of different things and we're only going a few inches deep. Yeah, really, we could have spent the whole time talking about the covid response, compare and contrast between Florida and California or the overall cost of living or the overall quality of life. And we could have gone really, really deep and been yes. really, really specific. Yes, that's what I wanted to see. Yes, is talk about the really get specific and get as local to the people as you possibly can. This is yes. what it's like to live in Florida. This is what it's like to live in California. This is what we do better here. This is what we do better there. And why? Let's talk about that. Great point. Let's talk about the fact that San Diego is the most expensive city in the country to live in. Mm -hmm. And there was not any discussion about Democrat policies that led to uh, the fact that in San Diego, it's over $3,000 a month for a one bedroom and that you can't buy a home here. And yet, and, and how that's tied into immigration as the Democrat party is continuing to flood this country with people that can't afford to live here. Right. So they, so to me, uh, it, that's one of the reasons why I'm saying if you're if you if you're trying to if you look at it through the lens of people that don't live in California, and this is why I didn't think it was a smart move on DeSantis's part, because it it it, 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 it Newsom was there uh, to carry water for the Biden administration. The Biden administration, in in many ways, got a pass. And it elevated Newsom in front of people, and he was allowed to lie in front of people that don't know the truth. Uh, I the exchange about Hannity tried to press him on the fact, um, Newsom press Newsom on the fact that people were leaving California in droves, and he was allowed to lie and say, "Well, actually, more people are leaving Florida now and coming to California than the reverse." And there was no fact check on that. He was doing that again on the basis of some kind of per capita or whatever. But if you're just an audience member in, you know, Illinois, you don't know who to believe, right? Um, I thought I thought that that was one of the areas, though. DeSantis actually hit him hard with. Um, and I want to play this clip 
which, you know, really hit home and, and Gavin Newsom had no comeback for in regards to um, people moving, including some people close to DeSantis. So I was talking to a fella who had made the move from California uh, to Florida, and he was telling me that Florida is much better governed, uh, safer, better budget, uh, lower taxes, all this stuff. And he's really happy with the quality of life. And then he paused and he said, oh, by the way, I'm Gavin Newsom's father-in-law. <laughs> <laughs> the look on Gavin Newsom's face. He knew he was cold busted. And that's one of the reasons why DeSantis ended up surprising people with how well that he did, because Hannity was doing a terrible job in terms of not getting into the details of things, trying to trying to move on. And, you know, so and DeSantis was able to. Um, just summarize the issues. So, you know, um, you know, as Newsom's trying to lie and say people are moving back from Florida, I, I thought DeSantis did a brilliant job with that to try to hit home how bad things really are in California when Gavin Newsom's own in-laws have fled. That was a, that was a great moment from the night. We're going to take a break. We come back. We've got a few more to share with you guys. Some really really fun ones, as well as something that the Newsom campaign is trying to claim today as a result of the debate. So they might be worried that Sesame Broccolini is right, and that uh, people all across the country saw through his charade. Stay tuned. Andrea Kay, telling you like it is, while eating a donut, too. It's the Andrea Kay Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea Kay Show. One of the things that was difficult for me in watching last night's debate was the um, false allegations. Uh, I mean, Newsom lied every time his lips moved, right? What's the old saying? How do you know this person's lying? Their lips are moving. Um, for example, with the COVID and, you know, um, he just flat out, you know, lied about uh, Ron DeSantis and all Ron DeSantis could, could say is that's not true. That's not true. So I felt like Hannity dropped the ball a little bit as a moderator because I don't well, I don't always like moderators um, fact checking that I don't know that that's their role so much. What I do think that Hannity should not have so quickly moved on where he should have said, you know, okay, you've made this allegation, Ron DeSantis, let's let, uh, 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 Newsom, let's let Ron DeSantis reply to that. Um, because again, if you're somebody across the country, you don't know who's telling the truth in that moment because we, you and I, Sesame know these guys and their policies and what they're all about. Um, but the idea is, is that the average American gets a chance to see who they are and get get the content. One of the areas of lies has been about uh, Ron DeSantis's book ban. There have been no book bans in Florida. There's only attempts to stop children from being preyed upon with pornography. And I thought that this was one of DeSantis's great moments where he pulled out and did a little show and tell over the book Gender Queer and calling out uh, Gavin Newsom for the books that California includes in their curriculum, Newsom lied and said, um, first Newsom lied and said, and, and uh, in the same way that Pink lied, claiming that books uh, were being banned in Florida schools when they, certain books uh, that aren't being banned. And then Newsom lied, denying books like Quinder, uh, 
queer gender or gender queer are in California curriculums. Let's listen to Hannity pressing Newsom on the book bans. About parents' rights, because he says California respects parents' rights. This is rich. He's been telling a lot of whoppers tonight. This may be the biggest. In California, if you're a parent in Iowa or New Hampshire or South Carolina, your minor child can go to California without your knowledge or without your consent and get hormone therapy, puberty blockers, and a sex change operation all without you knowing or consenting. How in the heck is that honoring parents' rights when you're bringing people from out of state to go around their parents' backs and getting life-altering surgeries? That is radical. That is extreme. That is an assault on parents' rights. I didn't know that that was the clip that that uh, that I asked to be played but I'm glad it was played your thoughts sesame broccolini yeah I'm not sure either but I tell you what that was very interesting and it, it it's again it's not necessarily that DeSantis is a really really apt debater it's just that he's got so much evidence all the data yes. is on his side all the facts are on his side all he's got to do is present evidence to the people because most people don't even know about these ridiculous laws like the one that he's referencing most people don't know about the abortion tourism industry in California people don't realize that these things are actually happening and maybe it's about maybe that, that just speaks to the banality of evil but anyway the point yes. is a lot of voters they don't they just don't know what's really happening they don't know that people are fighting to preserve abortion up until the point of birth. And I believe if most Californians knew what was really going on in Sacramento, they would be they probably would have voted differently in the recall. They probably would have voted for Larry Elder. But they got right. gaslit with the same kind of propaganda we're hearing in this debate right now. Right. And I and I think it's also telling of uh, Sean Hannity that DeSantis had to bring that up. Uh, let's mm-hmm. remember that mm-hmm. last night, uh, Sean Hannity did not ask any questions about tr- the transgenderism of children. Sean Hannity, if you have any uh, delusions that he is a conservative, you need to you need to get that out of your head, okay? Um and I and, and in fact, Sean Hannity moved on. This issue about the transgenderism of children is not just a parental rights issue. It is an issue of the mutilation of children. The the barbaric um, sterilization of children. I like it. I was that child. I've told this story many times who thought a mistake had been made, thought I was a boy trapped in a girl's body throughout my entire childhood until puberty. I would have, I liken it to murder if I had been transitioned. And my parents going along with it doesn't make that okay. This is actually not a parental rights issue. This is a human rights issue. And children are being mutilated and the course under the guise of, um, uh, you know, inclusivity. And if Sean Hannity had half the conservatism that he pretends to have, that discussion would have gone on longer about transgenderism. Do you agree, Sesame? Oh, yeah. And you can just tell there's so much special treatment happening here and protection. And that's it's the worst thing that you want to see in a moderator. I just want for once to have a transparent moderator who's not bought and paid for, who's not, you know, uh, Someone who who's really just bringing his friend. I mean, it's it's he looks up to Newsom in, in very weird ways, and I just yes. don't understand why he's so obsessed with protecting Gavin Newsom from the consequences of his own work. 
but it, it's very frustrating. And it just goes to show you that I guess anybody in the media can be bought and paid for. I thought Fox and Sean Hannity, I thought these people were, you know, strongholds and pillars in the conservative movement 10 years ago, but things have changed very, very dramatically at Fox News. And I don't know what Sean Hannity is thinking, but I, I, I don't understand why any Fox News constituent or viewer would be even interested in, in really watching Sean Hannity. I don't know if it's a bromance that he's got or what it is, but he refuses to ask Gavin Newsom a really, really difficult question or refuses to let him sit in hot water and stoop for that long. Again, DeSantis has got all the facts, all the points, and he could have gone a lot harder. They could have been a lot more specific. I don't know why he treated him like a fifth grader. That's really what it feels like. It felt like a spelling bee or something. It was just so absurd to me. Yeah, Gavin Newsom is a grown it, man. Let him explain himself. This guy wants to be president. Right. He's been governor of California. Let him explain himself. Yeah, this was just it was it, I mean, it could to me, it, the only people praising Sean Hannity, in my opinion, are fellow people on Fox, because <laughs> I can't imagine anybody thinking that this was a good job. I think Hannity is a hack. Um, I think that um, he had an amazing ability to connect with people through a microphone. Mm-hmm. Um, but that doesn't mean that I think he is a person of character and integrity. I don't. And I'll leave it at that. Um, uh, you know, um, getting back to the debate, I think that uh, I do think DeSantis had a great night. Do I, when I say I don't think it changed anything, I don't think he's going to overcome. Uh, the lead that Trump has on him. And because it's for a variety of reasons, do I think that there's an opportunity for that? Do I think that DeSantis changed some people's perception about him? Um, Maybe, I don't know. I think that he did had a great night. I don't think it's enough to overcome um, the fact that, overcome the lack of charisma that he's got. I don't know. He would have to be in a debate against Trump and Trump to completely fall on his face. I just don't see that it really changes things in the end. What I do think it does is it makes it might make people think that it, it it might change his opportunity down the road because there's many people that thought that he had destroyed in a future he had politically by jumping in the race at this time. I think he might have resurrected an opportunity later but I don't think it's changed anything for 2024. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does make sense. And I agree. I don't think that Ron's just, he's honestly, he just doesn't have the charisma or the brand that Trump has, but also look at what Trump has gone through. I mean, Ron, there have been several moments where Ron has sort of backed down from the government, from the deep state. He let that raid happen in Mar-a-Lago last summer. And that was just another, another, instance in which the deep state tried to flex on Ron and he did bend the knee. He did back down. I do think he is a bit afraid of the establishment and he wants to play ball with these people in Washington, D.C. And maybe that's what he's trying to do with these debates is sort of rehabilitate his image. But I think he's done irreparable damage to himself. I'm not sure what his what his future holds, but I know this. Ron is not going to be the nominee in 2024. 
I'm not sure if it's ever going to happen, maybe down the line at some point, but he's not going to be the nominee in 2024. So a lot of this seems like an exercise in futility. I mean, he's not repairing his own brand, and maybe it's just better for him to back out at this point. I mean, I think it would be better to back out and just support Trump and just stay quiet for a while. Remain he lower to bring key. Up, right. I think one of the things that was uh, glaringly missing from last night was the discussion of the deep state. Mm-hmm. Oh, but Andrea, yeah. it was supposed to be red state versus blue state. Well, the weaponized government against the American people affects us at every level of our government. We have people that are being harassed at airports because they were in the area on Jan 6, being harassed at airports. That is, And that's happening all across the country, in California and in Florida. No mention of it. No mention of the surveillance of the American people happening all across this country. No mention the fact that that special counsel Jack Smith has uh, subpoenaed X for records of Americans all over, including California and Florida, who interacted with President Trump between October 20 on his X account between October 2020 and January 21st. Not a mention of it. Why? Hmm. That's a question that Sean Hannity doesn't want to answer, right? Yeah, a lot of, why a lot of things and, he doesn't and want why to didn't touch. DeSantis, and, right, he didn't want to touch. And why did DeSantis bring it up? DeSantis brought up the transgender parental rights issue, yet he didn't bring up the deep state and the weaponization of it. He didn't. Nobody brought up the fact that the American people know that we have two systems of justice in this country, one for the elites and one for the peasants. And that's happening at every state, not just against Donald Trump, but against the rest of us. That's happening. The American people are ticked off that Hunter Biden was able to avoid paying taxes on millions of dollars while we're being hit and and being looked at for any transaction on Venmo above $600. Why didn't Hannity talk about that? Hannity is a hack, okay? Um, uh, I do think the highlight of the moment, we've got to talk about the highlight uh, of the moment in which Gavin Newsom had no comeback. And in fact, it's one of the reasons why he's squealing like a pig caught under a gate today. Sesame Broccolini, can you play the highlight clip of the night for us? This is a map of San Francisco. There's a lot of plots on that. You may be asking, what is that plotting? Well, this is an app where they plot the human feces that are found on the streets of San Francisco. And you see how almost the whole thing is covered because that is what has happened in one of the previous greatest cities this country's ever had. Human feces is now a a fact of life, except when a communist dictator comes to town. Then they cleaned up the streets. They lined the streets with Chinese flags. They didn't put American flags there. They cleaned everything up. So they're willing to do it for a communist dictator, but they're not willing to do it for their own country. I want to get in with the limited time we have left. I want to get, there are two very important. Boom. (laughs) Now today, Sesame Broccolini, Newsom, the Newsom camp, is claiming the Hannity broke debate rules and that DeSantis cheated during a bathroom break. Uh, oh, oh, what? Uh, so now we've got now we've got a bathroom break I- I- excuse in related in relation to uh, a poop map. Um, <laughs> evidently, what Newsom is claiming is that um, I guess 
that they had a rule that the candidates would not receive. Oh, this is different. I thought he was, I, I heard first today that the, there was a claim of cheating because Newsom didn't know that you could bring um, like, um, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? The poop map, like I- I- illustrations, like props, right, to help you. Uh, so that was one thing that they claimed was cheating today. The, now there's also a claim uh, that um, DeSantis had a conversation with his wife, who supposedly during during the bathroom break, who supposedly serves as a political advisor to the campaign. Uh, Newsom's aide Camp said she was ready to coach him when his fake bathroom break happened. Our guy never left the podium once. He didn't take a bathroom break. Um, I don't think. I don't think anybody's ever accused uh, Casey DeSantis of being um, uh, the uh, the brain trust um, behind any political campaign. And if she is the brain trust be- behind this campaign, it might explain its failures. Your thoughts, Sesame Broccolini? Yeah, that's a very weird. <laughs> I don't know exactly where that's coming from, but I, I mean, maybe, maybe she seems to be pretty close and pretty involved. And it wouldn't surprise me actually if maybe she is something of an informal consultant, right? And maybe because this, I'm trying to, I'm racking my brain. How did someone like Ron DeSantis make so many incredibly catastrophic decisions on the campaign trail and so quickly? I don't, I don't know. Maybe it's not just bad advisors. Maybe it is some, some, you know, personal talks with, with Casey and, and, and clearly, clearly something's not working. So I don't know. Maybe that's a, maybe that's a factor in the situation because he really has just, torpedoed this campaign and there is just it's so shocking to me i really do think this is a very interesting case study because he was close to trump for a long long time and with his endorsement he soared to the top of of our you know national political discourse certainly within the gop people were saying he's the next rising star of the republican party but i don't see it i don't see it see it at all really i mean he's maybe a star in the sense that he's collapsing in on himself right now as stars do but i i don't know uh, maybe it's just a joke or a conspiracy theory, but I don't know what's going on with his, his advisors, his campaign thinking, his strategies. I will I will give him this, though. This was a an easy way for him to ch- maybe try to move the needle. Maybe it didn't work, but no harm, no foul. I don't think that Ron DeSantis supporters are upset about this. I don't know if this is going to make no. a dent for Trump supporters. I mean, maybe it didn't move the needle forward, but it also didn't cost him anything. And it was a no, way to dunk on Newsom. And if, if we can convince even one person in California to stop voting for Newsom, then for me, that's a small victory in some sense, I guess. Sure. That's a, you know what? That's a good way to look at it. It's a good way to look at it that uh, he was and you could tell from his face. He's egomaniacal mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. the smirks, the sneers. Um, he just is so overconfident and just thought that there was, he, that there was no way that Ron DeSantis could, could, uh, you know, get a scratch on him, uh, particularly with his good buddy, Sean, um, you know, moderating and Ron DeSantis came to play. Um, it, it, when it comes to the props, Ron DeSantis said, nobody told me I couldn't bring props. The word was never used. Nobody told me I couldn't bring a picture. We just were told we couldn't bring multimedia, you know, videos and, and do, you know, some kind of presentation like that. So, you know what? Hat tip to DeSantis for thinking outside the box. All right, we're going to take a break. We're going to move on from the, from, uh, last night's debate into some other topics. So don't go away. 
K, bringing the world a much-needed reality check. You're listening to the Andrea K Show on the Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. I have said for a really long time that some of the greatest entertainment that you can find is in, in involving court cases particularly not and not even just in the courtroom but like if you ever want to go and um, watch depositions on YouTube it's so interesting a lot of people have for many years people uh, have said to this they weren't sure why I was so fascinated with court trials and true crime and then they watched a little bit of the Amber Heard Depp v Heard case and was like yeah we get it when they saw Camille Vasquez especially handle Amber Heard on the witness stand it was definitely something to behold and now there's a case happening involving a rapper in Atlanta, in the ATL, isn't that what the cool people call it, ATL? And the rapper's attorney is what's really getting so much attention. I guess the rapper, I used to love 90s gangster rap, but I'm really, other than that, I'm not like up on today's rappers. I like it when the rappers were actually like, um, like Montel, not Montel so much, but uh, you know, um, you know, the rappers back in the day, they, there was a good melody. It sounded good. It wasn't as crass as it is today. It's just, it's not attractive to me at all. So I'm not that familiar with Young Thug and his group YSL. I hear YSL and I think Yves Saint Laurent, right? Um, well, evidently, Young Thug is on trial in Atlanta for he and a bunch of compadres in his YSL group have been charged with uh, racketeering under the same RICO statute that Fannie Willis has charged Trump and 18 co-defendants. They've been charged with all kinds of violent crimes from attempted murder, robberies. I mean, this dude is like a bad dude, okay? But his attorney... You guys got to Google and watch this dude. This attorney, I don't know if in today's, you know, law school, he's, I don't know what, when he got out of law school, I don't know if they, if law schools now require that them go do, you know, some practice on the, you know, and stand up nights, because this dude is so creative. He actually, in his opening statement, said to the jury that Young Thug stands for, are you ready for it, Sesame Broccolini, that Thug stands for, Truly humbled under God. (laughs) (laughs) Of course, I didn't get to see the faces of the jury. Now, they're not supposed to be watching anything, right? They're not supposed to be on social media. No, no. They're not supposed to be going and looking for, Mm -hmm. you know, any of his music videos. They're just supposed to be sitting there. So, but I, I mean, I don't know who's really buying that. I mean, I think he gets an A for effort, don't you think? Yeah, that's that's some great representation right there. That's that's <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> it's not a bad effort, and, and, uh, you know, swinging a miss, then, but not a bad effort, right? So then he tried to also because the prosecutors are trying to say some of his lyrics actually of our evidence of crimes, which I don't know how you do that, because how do you claim that lyrics are evidence of a crime? Then you know anybody claiming you know. Um, like Dr. Dre rolling down the street, um, sucking on gin and juice, he could be arrested for a DUI, right? I mean, I, I don't know how that works. So, but because they were going to use uh, his lyrics against him, the the defense attorney comes out again and says the song "Push and P" really stands for 
pushing positivity. (laughs) 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 Wow, that's one of the funniest things I've ever heard. (laughs) This is like so much funnier even than my cousin Vinny. <laughs> the prosecutor. Have you ever seen my the movie My Cousin Vinny? Oh yeah, that's a classic. That's oh, an all time favorite. It is. I mean, the prosecutor. That it, it, when he's when he's got. I mean, mm-hmm. there's so many great one liners. But is that thing supercharged when he's talking <laughs> to his witness, who's like the the car expert? And the prosecutor was my favorite in My Cousin Vinny. And oh, but then also the defense attorney that stuttered and was spitting everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh so this this was this was hilarious today i can't wait to see how this pans out i know i spoke to an attorney today i actually filled in for uh allison steinberg on in focus and we had an attorney on and he said look though here's the thing he can get into trouble if he's given an opening statement saying that thug stands for his name stands for truly humbled under god because if he can't back that up there could be some price to pay for that. Um, after, if there's supposedly 400 witnesses, who knows if they're even going to remember when it gets to end of this thing. So I got to say next segment is uh, hero of hero and stink of the week. I got to put this defense attorney in my nominee for hero of the week for entertainment value alone. We're going to take a break. We come back. It will be time to discuss hero of the week and stink of the week. Stay tuned. K, dynamite in a dress, or just Andrea K, whatever you call her, she's on the answer, San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K show. I've got a no- uh, nominee here for stink of the week, and uh, my stink of the week uh, is a mom who's charging her family two hundred dollars per person for Christmas dinner, 200 bucks per person. Um, look, um, she's now being dubbed. This is out of the UK. She's now being dubbed Britain's most hated woman. Uh, she says she's going to be charging her relatives nearly $200 for Christmas dinner, uh, believing that she should be compensated for the burden of preparing a meal for 15 people. It's, she says it's not cheap feeding people. And and it also takes a lot of time to put together a nice meal. And she says to, to anybody who disagrees, get stuffed with all the trimmings, your thoughts, sesame broccolini. $200. Really? Well, yeah. I mean, well, she's feeding 1500 people. Yeah. Um, just seems a little pricey though. Well, yeah, do the math. Yeah. Although six, six are within her own family. So she's really then charging the nine other people that are going to come and hang out $200. So that's 1800 bones. Wow. I I mean, you know, you'd have to be working months on that meal and it'd have to be heck of a lot more than just, I don't even know what she's serving, but I mean, there better be a dessert that, uh, you know, comes you know, with a Tiffany box and a diamond bracelet for me. Well, I'm just thinking, I mean, I used to work in the, uh, actually during college, I used to work in the event planning space slash weddings and 
food service and catering and and that sort of end of you know the restaurant food industry and I'm just thinking two hundred bucks a head is a lot and I I would certainly hope that you'd be giving people a good amount of food because two hundred bucks in this economy that's that's a lot of money you're asking for people to cough up for a holiday dinner so I don't know I, I get it it's it's expensive but. I just feel like that's a lot of money, yeah. so I hope it's going to be good food, and I hope it's going to be worth everyone's while. Yeah, and let me tell you, ain't no uh, ain't no honey baked ham with a side of net mashed taters, or even my yeah. favorite uh, sweet potato, you know, casserole <laughs> from Ruth's Chris is worth two hundred dollars. Now I've got a nominee for Hero of the Week, um, Jesse Smollett. Remember Jesse Smollett, Sesame Broccoli? How could I forget about Jesse Smollett? Yes. He's actually heading back to jail after his conviction was upheld by an appeals court. So my heroes of the week are the appeals court who said, nah, dude, you need to get your hiney uh, back into jail. The appeals court upheld his conviction. Um, he was convicted in 2021, for those of you who don't remember, on five felony counts related to claiming that he was attacked by some dudes saying this is MAGA, MAGA country and put a noose around his neck. Nothing happened, of course, to the tuna salad sandwich that he had in his possession. So, of course, it was a hoax. We all remember. He served just six days. He was sentenced to 150 days behind bars. He served only six days while the appeal was pending. Um, so now he's headed back, uh, to jail. So I don't know how much time he will end up spending. I think, um, the greatest sentence that he's gotten is that he did this to try to bolster a flagging, uh, TV career. And I think he's been sentenced to a life of obscurity and that's probably the worst sentence for him. Your thoughts. Yeah, that is, you can tell he's so desperate for attention he so wants to be the victim the martyr he wants everyone's sympathy and that's why when the whole hate hoax happened to begin with he immediately went on don Lemonhead's show on cnn and said that the reason he didn't call the cops for over an hour after the alleged attack by two nigerian brothers is because he didn't want the world to think that he's weak because he's a gay yeah. man and he has to be strong for everyone. He can't feed the stereotypes about being the fragile gay man in America. It's just such a clear narcissism vanity play. He's so mm -hmm. desperate. And this is the kind of person that Hollywood creates today. Hollywood is breeding all sorts yeah. of... He's not the only person who's starved for attention, who's willing to, to lie, cheat, steal, and do whatever it takes to remain in the spotlight in Hollywood. But I will say his whole story is just so funny and it blew up in his face so quickly the story from day one was so wacky i mean you're in chicago at 3 a.m in a blizzard and two maga hatted yeah. guys attack you whilst you're holding a subway sandwich that this whole thing was <laughs> but then you never let go of the sandwich but then they tie a noose around your yeah. neck and again this is the south side of and chicago you keep, and, you kept, and you keep the new and you keep the noose around your neck for like two hours you never bother <laughs> to take it off i mean it was just uh you got a hero of the week yeah, my hero of the week is Elon Musk, just because of what he said at the New York Times Summit on Wednesday uh, about the oh, advertisers. Oh, we didn't talk about that. Yeah. Share, share that. 
Yeah, well, so obviously um, Media Matters put out this terrible report accusing Musk of monetizing neo-Nazi content. He's suing them now because that's a complete misrepresentation of what actually happened. And he never placed any ads next to any white supremacist content. All these advertisers like Apple, IBM, Oracle all pulled off X, including Disney. So he was asked about it at this summit with the New York Times Wednesday, uh, Lincoln Center in the city. And he basically told them all to go take a hike. Uh, he said, if you're going to try to, you know, uh, um, blackmail me by removing money from my platform and, and, you know, debanking me or something, if you will, then take a hike. Who needs you? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was funny. The guy interviewing him wanted to laugh out loud so, <laughs> so, so badly. All right. Thanks, you guys, for being here. Have a wonderful weekend. And we will see you right back here Monday at 6 p.m. Pacific time. Don't forget our podcast. Download it wherever you get your pods. And email me at andreakshow.com, andreakshow.com. Love you all. Peace out. See you Monday. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 